How is it going, everybody? Thursday night, 8 p.m., your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is on the air. And it wouldn't be a week without your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast if we weren't here this week to talk everything firing of CM Punk and the end of the CM Punk adventure in AEW. We are going to get into that right off the bat here in the first half. In the second half, we got some payback to talk about from WWE. We got AEW also had All Out, and we got a new main eventer on Raw that's also doing some things. So all that, plus who knows what else we get into in the next hour. Stay with us, folks. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. it going everybody thursday nights 8 p.m your big gold belt wrestling podcast is here i got the triple threat with me silly Sellis on my left on your screen and the giant crab jamal on my right we are going to have a busy night tonight because i would say for the last year there has been a constant conversation a constant topic that just would never go away on this show that had to keep coming back around coming back around we've been talking forever about it And it seems like we have finally reached a conclusion, or at least a conclusion to this chapter, because folks, CM Punk and AEW have officially parted ways as of last Saturday afternoon. So not even a full week yet, but the axe has been dropped. The burden has been let go by Tony Khan. (laughs) CM Punk is gone. I guess I'll I'll open this up with, I should probably bring up the statement, because the show The first thing that happened last Saturday was the statement was released prior to a collision. They had their press release they put out announcing that uh, AEW has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements between Philip Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW with cause effective immediately. The termination was confirmed today by Tony Khan, CEO, general manager, and head of creative AEW. Uh, they want to talk about, you know, the weeks-long investigation stemming from what happened at All In with Jack Perry, all that stuff that we talked about last week. If you want to hear details on that, check out last week's show. We don't need to rehash all that. Khan offered up the following statement saying, quote, Phil played an important role with AEW, and I thank him for his contributions. The termination of his AEW contracts with Cause is ultimately my decision and mine alone. Of course, I wish I didn't have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to many of our fans. Nevertheless, I am making the decision in the best interests of the many amazing people who make AEW possible every week, our talent, staff, venue operators, and many others whose effort are unsung but essential to bringing our fans great shows on television and arenas and stadiums throughout the world, end quote. That was the statement they put out prior to Collision. 
Collision then comes on the air, and we get a quick little statement from Tony Khan pre-taped to open the show. Most interesting part of that, I'm just going to skip to, because he rehashed a lot of that stuff, but there was one passage of that that caught a lot of people's attention. So I'm going to read that real quick, and then we'll start going around the room here with our thoughts on this whole situation. Quote from Tony Khan last week on Collision. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for four years. Never in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't feel anyone should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had a very difficult choice to make today. End quote. All this regarding CM Punk being let go from AEW and the end of that whole chapter there. Uh, Jack Perry quickly uh, st- still f- suspended indefinitely, but still employed as of this time as we talk about this on this Thursday night. So before we go any further, let's just take the news at hand. Silly Sellis, Giant Crab, let's go to Sellis first, I suppose. Thoughts on w- when you heard the announcement last Saturday, when the axe dropped, initial reaction. So I'm going to take a different spin from this. Um, I'm looking at CM Punk, the character, versus the actor. And I'm going to explain why. When I look at CM Punk, the actor, I'm talking about the show Heels. If you don't watch his own stars, if you're a wrestling fan, it's a very good show. That kind of gives you a behind-the-scenes aspect of how wrestling, the wrestling business is in the life of a family, the Spade family. you got Jack Spade, Ace Spade, and their father. You know, I mean, Jack Spade's a father, but Ace Spade, you know, just check out the show. It's a very good show. And Phil Brooks is a character on the show. He was uh, uh, like a, a one-off or had a special appearance. Even AJ Lee was on there um, this season, but he is a recurring character. And when you see how he is as an actor, to me, you don't become an actor on that show unless you have some good grit or soul about you in order to be there. Because with Stephen Amell trying to pull this together, who is a huge wrestling fan himself, you think he has some positive relationships in building that. Once again, I know acting is different from real life. But then you see what takes place on real life with CM Punk. And I know we've been talking about him for ages, about what he's done in WWE, what he's done in AEW. And it seems like it's always the same story. Now, was I surprised? No. But what it did for me this time, it kind of streamlined the whole aspect of his ice cream bar or his pipe bomb phase. And even TikTok has released a couple of videos where you saw that big promo between Triple H and CM Punk. It's like, okay, how much of that was a work and how much of that was a shoot because of who Phil Brooks is as a person? And it's, it's at this point now, is as a businessman or as a leader of an organization, do you want to even bother with this man being in your business anymore? That was my final outcome of it. And I'm like, why do I even waste time? As talented as he is, as over as he is, as a reaction as he get, is this even worth taking time to be a part of your business even more. Um, and I, I just feel it's not. And I just feel that at this point, this needs to be the last time that I think any wrestling or big time wrestling organization needs to talk about CM Punk. And unfortunately, we're probably going to see this story on Dark Side of the Ring in a future time period about <laughs> what his whole life was as a wrestler. And that's what I'm kind of interested in to see who's going to be able to tell the truth about who he is behind the scenes, regardless of how talented he is. Oh, okay. Now, Adrian Arco checking in already tonight with us. Good evening, fellas. 
good luck to Mr. Brooks with his future endeavors. We know that's how it would be put elsewhere in many a case. Adrian, thanks for checking in and being with us here tonight on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. All right, John Crab, I'm real curious to hear your take on all this drama that we had last Saturday. Well, a couple weeks ago, I asked the question, when is enough enough? Right. Now, and we learned when that win is. And it, of course, is interesting that, you know, Jack Perry gets to be suspended. It's also interesting that a steel gets fired today. It's mm-hmm. also interesting that CM Punk is fired. And they keep saying with cause from both his wrestler performer contract and his backstage contract. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting how that happens. It's interesting that uh, the, uh, the Young Bucks get to do a, a literal victory lap in the ring after collision. Uh, you know. Uh-oh, internet's oh, acting up. Is, uh-oh. Maybe the story we, about Malaysia and, and his flight is now <laughs> catching up with him. That's the side story, people. We can pad here. Hopefully, Jai Crab will be back with us in a second. But, yeah, there, um, there's been some interesting developments. Because, like he just mentioned, a steal today was apparently uh, let go mm-hmm. in a – following up on this as the story has continued to develop jack perry like we mentioned is still there but uh suspended and the the just the with cause part is the key detail that keeps being repeated in this whole thing it seems to be a very interesting is what is the deal with he's been let go with cause and I would assume that has to play into, you know, the physical altercation, whatever we have in backstage yeah. that they claim they have on tape and all how, how that actually, you know, went down and what they have, how incriminating they feel it is. I mean, I, I can't deny it. I was laughing when, when I when I when I heard Tony Khan bust out with my life was in danger. danger. <laughs> I was like, OK, come on now. <laughs> come on, come on now. But in reality, it's like, OK, I'm sure that that phrase was used because he has to put over the whole idea of him being let go with cause. There we go. Harold, who's been, he's back. Yeah. Uh, yeah obviously, uh, Verizon does not want me to talk about CM Punk today. So. <laughs> Continue. So I'll, I'll, I'll make it quick. Um, are we surprised that this happened? No. Are we surprised that he was going to get fired for something? No. They keep saying that he was fired with cause. We don't know what that cause is, but it, it was important enough for them to repeatedly bring that up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. Now, the long and short of it is, and please, Verizon, give me a minute. The long and <laughs> short of it is, is that we're not surprised that we're here where we are now. Yep. Uh, I think what is probably the most surprising, as we talked about this around this time last year with uh, all the all out situation, is that CM Punk was brought in as a ringer to do the job that he was you know, given to do. And that's elevate the company. You have the playbook. You have your own playbook. Go and take the ball and run with it. They gave him the ball to run with. And people felt a way about that. And that would be, that is somewhat understandable because if the powers that be here brought in some guy from a radio show and and he started bringing in this inflection and this polish and stuff like that, and it's like, well, who the fuck is this guy (laughs) coming in here, you know, messing, messing with our groove? doesn't matter that he's good or not. It's that we built this thing. Mm -hmm. We're doing this thing. And God damn it, who is he to come in here and, and, and step in front of us? You said something last year around this time, Will, where it's when CM Punk came in. What does Adam Page do now? Mm. Because yeah. he was where at the he top. Figure in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was at the top. He was a step below chasing the championship. Should have been a multi-time champion by now. And then they bring in 
the ringers. They bring in Brian. They bring in Joe. They bring in Punk. Where does he go from here? And maybe he's not bumping his head against the ceiling uh, as much as we thought he would. But guys like Ricky Starks is. Mm -hmm. We knew that Friedman was going to be the golden boy. He is. But guys like Ricky Starks, guys like Darby, guys like Adam Page... Well, when they bring in all of these ringers to step into the front of the line, then what? What do we do then? So I, I think that there was some um, – there's no way to do it. And, of course, we said the same thing about Mercedes Monet. Mm-hmm. If she brings in this – comes in to save the women's division, well, she's going to have to get the CM Punk treatment. There's no way to make that work equitably when um, without pissing off the people that have built the thing – and push the Apple car forward. So we knew why we were here. We knew the way this was going. Uh, it does suck, you know, to see it happen. You know, do we get fired on Labor Day? But it is kind of like, well, this was inevitable. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we talk about the rights and, and workers' rights and stuff like that because it is Labor Day. Why was they still fired? Especially I mean, a week later almost. <laughs> not even a week later. I mean, apparently he was let go to yesterday or today. The thing happened Saturday. They didn't even they didn't even give it seven days. <laughs> so was A still even at Dynamite last night? Who I, I think don't he's been working remotely anyway. I don't think he's mm-hmm. been there on site since he's been brought back. Right. So then so it's even more to the point of like, yeah, he got that email. Yeah, you're this is the last email you're gonna get. You're you're done here. Uh, Your boy's you know. gone, no one's here to protect you. Bye. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right. right. So I think from uh from a, from a moral standpoint, what does that say about your company um, if you are able to let this, you know, pettiness uh, kind of get in the way? Now, you could say, well, well, Punk brought the pettiness on himself. Okay, cool. You know, respectable. Understand that. But it is kind of like, well, now the big question is, well, where do we go from here? Uh, you know, they, they tried the Punk experiment. And this, and this is another thing, too. Do they do that again? Because they did it with Punk. Maybe there is a person in WWE that is big enough that doesn't have the loyalty contract or Khan just gives them enough money. If they bring in Brock Lesnar, for example, mm-hmm. oh. you know, does he get the same? Does he get the CM Punk treatment? If they bring in Mercedes Monet, does he does, does she get the CM Punk treatment? If they bring in somebody that's more important than the entire AEW roster as it stands, how do we avoid this scenario from happening again? Because if you bring in Brock and you give him the championship, it's going to happen again. Yeah. And you're cornering yourself into that because you're trapping yourself that you're making one person be about the company and your company won't grow in that, in my opinion. It won't Absolutely. Grow there. Absolutely. Because if you bring in a guy like Brock, for example, you're not going to have him if Brock versus Orange Cassidy for six months. No. No. Oh, uh. no. I mean, people expect him to be inserted into a meaningful position if he's going to be that guy as a wrestler. Now, Brock's the trainer. Nobody cares. But that's kind of the thing, though. That's what it is. They... Uh, it's it's an odd dynamic in AEW where they have people of note, but they don't have stars, bona fide stars that can go out and transcend the little bubble that they have that is the AEW land. They bring somebody in to grow the bubble that's a bona fide star, whether it's on social media or an influencer or whatever, uh, a musician. Maybe they partner with somebody. Mm-hmm. Either way, they bring in a ringer. How do we avoid this situation again, or is it just inevitable? I'm assuming that it is. Now to the point of how do you actually make stars? It's been four years, and they're kind of in the same boat that they were in when they started, 
you have people that are already established and nobody really knew is coming out of the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think as much as I would like to say that they're stars in their own right, like Orange Cassidy, for example, is arguably the face of the company. I'm going to talk about him in a minute when we... Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, he, and he should be because you know, over everybody, you know, he hasn't been injured. He's been there. He's done everything that he could do. His character has evolved so much that it's mm-hmm. not he's not the same guy that when he started. Nope. He's a star. Yep. People love him. Yep. And he's embraced the character and grown the character, but we don't see him anywhere. He's a star yeah. within he's AEW. He's on AEW every week, yeah. and that's it. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about when I say a star. Orange Cassidy is a person of interest. He's a person yep. of note. But I know that if I saw him on the street, you know, I'd be like, oh, that guy looks like Orange Cassidy, but he's probably just every other blonde white guy from in, the, in his mid-30s. Mm-hmm. But I think that he should be a star. You know, he should not necessarily be in movies and video games and whatever, but he should be a star. His face should be everywhere. But your star so, doesn't have to do that, but it's been the perception of what you have to be now, though. Right, exactly, because even college kids are signing NIO deals. Yeah. So, and, and that's what it is. Well, at least you just be seen at things. I mean, another name from there that we've mentioned a ton before was Jade Cargill. Exactly. And how she had, you know, she's got the look, she's very unique, and she'd stand out on, you know, on a red carpet or at any darn event. And how we joked about it in our group chat. WB, you know, they're, they're part the Warner Brothers family and all this. Mm-hmm. Barbie movie comes out, you know, the biggest damn movie of the summer. Who was on the red carpet at the Barbie movie from wrestling? No one from AEW. It was Liv Morgan. Right. And you would There's think there's no the reason synergy, why Jade misses that premiere. Yeah, no. exactly. I mean, it's it's like a, it's a layup that you have Jade Cargill on that red carpet somewhere. Absolutely. And it didn't happen. So, right. so, 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 like, I guess to summarize, we we people wonder how we got here, and I say that we got here because the CM Punk problem is a symptom of an AEW problem. Mm. They shouldn't have to bring in the ringer to build the company if you already have stars that are pushing the company forward. Guys like Darby, guys like Orange, guys like, um, you know, uh, uh, Swerve Strickland, mm-hmm. uh, you know, guy, uh, guys like Adam Page should be the st- guys like Ricky Starks, should, Cobbs, Wardlow, should, uh, Friedman, should be stars within that company. They should physically be the face of the company and not just on the truck. But they're not. No matter what you think of, they're not. Yep. Which is why you gotta bring in Brian, Joe, and and so on. And, and, and let's and, go back to let's go back to when we all first was in DC for AEW's first match. Who mm-hmm. was the first wrestler to come out? Sammy Gravara. Yes, that's somebody. Sammy and and uh, Kip Sabian. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And 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 that's you know for different reasons. Yeah. Sammy and Kip have taken a different trajectory, but the bottom yeah. line is is that. They need to refocus, and, we, and we're going to talk a little bit more uh, later on about how AEW moves past this, but they really need to refocus and double down on their stars. Yeah. They're not, we don't get to say who's a star, you do, and we just got to agree. And that's what WWF has been doing for 50 years. Yeah. Hulk Hogan should not be a star. He's a terrible wrestler you know, in WWE. In Japan, it's a different thing. But what makes him a star? Well, the merch, the, the push, the, the everything. The thing behind it, where is that in AEW? Who gets that? And 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 that, that's the thing. AEW has always been, oh, they should go to AEW. They should go to AEW, but nobody's talking about who comes from AEW. Like, nah, 
You're bigger than AEW now. You should mm-hmm. leave. Who is that person that's bigger Help. than AEW right now where they should go to WWE or, or Japan or whatever? Case in point. Case in point. Two years ago, Cody leaves AEW, goes to WWE. Mm-hmm. How much bigger is he now compared to when he was in AEW? Just visibility-wise, with that machine behind him now, he's like a night and day different person, in my mm-hmm. opinion, compared to when he was in AEW. And yeah. are then just it's the same dude in the suit, you know, basically. But it's just the machine behind him just it comes across so much larger than life. And that's opinion. what wrestling is. Yeah. It's, right. it's the platform. It's illusion. Like, it's smoke and mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Song about that. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, um, it is it is exactly that, and that's what modern wrestling is. Uh, it's all of the pomp and circumstance and glittering and glitz. If you want to see just good bare knuckle hardcore wrestling, then I'm sure there's a VFW in your local town, and we'll talk about it in the spotlight, and we do every week. But the big thing, the things that make things feel big. And that's what we were talking about all out and all in. Are these shows worth 50 bucks? Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But do they feel big? Do mm-hmm. they feel historic? Do you, you know, are, are they? And I'm not, we weren't convinced that they were. Um, same thing with these guys. Now that Punk is gone, and the reason why he's such a polarizing character is because he's a star. And we've seen that fallout on both sides. Mm-hmm. And now it's to the point, well, he's gone. Now what do you do? And I don't know, and as of right now, I don't know that there's anybody on Punk's level in AEW that can take that uh, mantle and be a star. Not within the company. Not in the, and, and, and granted, yes, there are people who have done that, but not in the way that AEW develops them. Yep. Because John Moxley should be that guy. But why isn't he? Why isn't he the star that he was in WWE? I'm not talking about the character. I'm talking about the notoriety mm-hmm. of him as the flag bearer for the brand. Mm-hmm. We don't see him anywhere. We don't know. I mean, if you didn't know where it was, you would have thought that he you know, fell into the face of the earth as far as media goes. So that's what punk brought. That's why dudes were crying in Chicago. That's why he had his own show. And anybody they bring in is going to have to get that treatment or it's not going to work. But then when they get that treatment, it feels the recycle of resentments, uh, you know, forms all over again. I mean, I remember this last thing happened because CM Punk told Jack Perry, don't do this really dangerous spot in a more dangerous way. <laughs> no that's, real glass. <laughs> right. That's what this is about. So um, that and other things. So, you know, it is what it is. This is the company. This is what they want to do with it. And now that the originators of it have wrested control from the Big Bad Wolf. All right, cool. Now what? Because Adrian's chiming in with something here. They lost momentum after the four pillars match. They were on the brink of making their wrestlers real stars. Now all four are relegated to the mid card bullshit. So, so we're talking to so MJF, Sammy Guevara, Darby, and, uh, and Jack Perry. That was the yeah. fourth one, right? Those, mm-hmm. those are the four pillars somehow, some way, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that that's what it is. I mean, that's, and it's not that they lost momentum. It's just that they didn't, I don't want to say they didn't stop inventing it's just that um it became expected we know what we're getting now and that's and we're talking about only guys but then women's division is the same thing mm-hmm. we knew that it was the brit show okay cool we knew that you know it was um and they did the same thing they brought in tony storm okay well that's a little bit different because she left wwe in bad terms 
uh, was kind of pigeonholed a bit. Same thing with Ruby Soho. Okay, cool. But then they bring in Soraya. Why is she there? I mean, I'm not saying that she can't, you know, wrestle and she's not a, a valuable talent, but they don't need her if they're trying to build stars. You don't need Soraya when you have Jade. We shouldn't be entertaining the thought of Monet coming in for more than a one-time thing at a at Forbidden Door because she is signed to New Japan because you have Athena. Like, what are you doing? And then they, they put, you know, Athena on Ring of Honor and nobody knows this. Yeah, good point. So it, it's... it's <laughs> It, you know, it's a lot of it where we're talking about for a company this with, with their fingers all ever, on everything. Uh, I'm not going to say that they you know solely brought the punk problem um, onto themselves, but this but the situation is, and this is you know it is what it is. Um, they are inviting the devil to stay with them because they can't do it alone, and they're too big of a company to not be able to go their own way and work the deal with Warner Brothers, work the media, you know, integrate with Warner Brothers Discovery and put some faces in some places, damn it. And that's and it's unfortunate that it is, you know, what it is. This is a problem that's that punk is a symptom of a problem that's been a thing for three years. She the honeymoon on, top, been on, over. on top of that, that this whole thing lasted a year. We had one full year of this drama from last year at All Out to this year it all out of the, the backstage. And he was hurt for most of that. Yeah, exactly. And hell, he was hurt before that. Right. He, he came back and that's when we had Brawl out last year. So right. it was allowed to fester and just go on like this. It's like, it's like behind the scenes systemically there, there's just, there's issues that really need to be addressed and like, clean. Are you sure? There's got to be some learning from this. I mean, thing. every time we I'm hear about an issue, Every time we hear about an issue, the, the entire roster, uh, even Penelope Ford, comes out of the Shadow Realm and says, everything's fine, nothing to see here. Yeah. Because we've heard that story You don't know before. what you're talking about. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about, and you're a hater and a racist. I yeah. mean, that's, the, that's what we always hear, defending the sanctity of the locker room whenever some foolishness comes out or somebody shares their actual lived experience. They're wrong and a trash wrestler. How dare you? Well, which is it? Let's put a bow on C. Let's put a bow on the CM Punk part of this discussion with this elephant in the room. Of course, is CM Punk done with the wrestling? Does he show up anywhere else? Of course, you know there's the big bad company up north. That I I'll say this. Hell, there's gonna be a merger next week, next Tuesday supposedly. The merger with UFC is happening, so there's a lot of stuff in play right now. But hell, that might work in his favor. He has history with UFC, so you never know. That might come into play there too. But um. I would say this, the old man, he would absolutely bring him in. He 100% would just on all this publicity and all that. And I, the only way I can see it happening is this. CM Punk shows up in WWE. He shows up essentially with a deal where it's like, you screw up one time, you're toast. You know, but we'll, we'll give you that opportunity. We'll give you that and we'll ride that for what it is. But with one screw up, you're gone. Uh, outside of that, I don't know if he has the interest to do... Uh, like New Japan or something, or I, I don't know if he's that interested in like that he'd want to go somewhere else. Lord knows there was all the talk in the last couple of days about oh, Impact might be a, a landing place for CM Punk or the NWA might be. And it's like, well, I'm sure they'd all love to have him, but they probably can't afford him. And I don't know if he'd have an interest in uh, the platform. 
but I don't know. My, my two cents. Sellis, what, what do you think? Is Phil Brooks going to be rearing his head again somewhere, or is he going off to wrestle in stars exclusively? Now, again, I said if I was the leader, he should not touch any wrestling organization. However, I sincerely do believe that he will return to WWE, and I think it may be sooner than later. Just don't be surprised if you see something like a Survivor Series or Royal Rumble 2024 where he comes back. Um, and that's you know Hunter where Survivor Series is, right? In Chicago. Yeah. In Chicago. So how did that work out so 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 neatly like that? <laughs> and and I, I'll do if you don't mind, I'll, I'll entertain the audience just like a minor booking. This wasn't my booking, just a minor booking. The the person I know, good friend of mine, off he said, just imagine if Survivor Series where it's in Chicago, right? You have CM Punk comes to the show as a fan, sitting at the audience as a ticket, and you just always, you know, pin to him, pin to him, but he doesn't do anything on Survivor Series. But like the next night on Monday, the intro, lights go off and everything, and here comes Phil Brooks with the CM Punk music in the middle of the ring, sitting in his promo formation, uh, crisscross applesauce, and then he says, I'm back. You know, it's just something that you could do in that scenario, but I think he will be back in WWE, even though I would be against it. I crab. Is he I done or I don't is think he coming he, somewhere? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he um, you know, lands in WWE uh, really ever again. Um, I don't think they need him. Um, they, they're doing, as far as the work goes, the best work that they're doing in, in a long time, and I don't know what he adds to, for them. Um, the reason why Punk could have worked, worked on paper in AEW is because he's a big deal that could have added some weight to the AEW uh, uh, ecosystem. And, you know, that's what he was there to do. So I think he has to go to a less notable company um, and takes a bigger role, you know, so maybe because if he is the egomaniac that we, that people say he is, maybe he does get in the NWA and completely Mm -hmm. Deion Sanders, the whole thing and just remakes it into his image. Maybe Uh he gets into MLW and and does something like that. Maybe he goes in the wow. I mean, like it's not that he needs, did he, did he need wrestling? You know, was he just at home collecting an unemployment check for, you know, forever? And, and like, huh. I don't think that was the case. He's, he's living off his lawsuit settlement, if nothing else. He's got a lot of money in his well, pocket. Between that and, and heels and, you know, the other work that he was doing, he did backstage. You know, it's not yeah. like he was hurting for money. So he wanted to know, wrestle, though, from all accounts, it sounded like. Yeah. So I don't think we like, we need to set up a GoFundMe for him and his ugly dog. But I do think that, um, you know, as far as being on a, on a company, at AEW's level or above, I don't see it happening because if you, if they're a company at that level, they don't need CM Punk. There's mm-hmm. nothing that he can bring them of value. And and you got to remember that this past two years has been such a mess that it's easier to just shit can it and remember you know, the summer of Punk from ten years ago. Yep, it's been that long. Wow. I mean, ish, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I would be very surprised. I mean, never say never, but I'd be very surprised if it happened. All right, well, t- time will tell. And then, of course, the elephant in the room is we have no idea what his status is right now. We The, the firing with cause, I don't know if that includes like a non-compete or if he's just free and clear and could show up somewhere on Monday if he wanted to. I mean, who knows? Everything's been very – strangely, things have been very quiet on his side. And knowing him, I would imagine he has to have some lawyers looking at stuff. Well, I think that's why I took a week. His, I think yeah. that's, that's why I took a week for – because the thing happened – in London, right, and, and uh, basically the your know, said, "No, nah, his ass is gone." 
Uh, yeah. I'm I am shaking in my uh, Harry Potter pajamas over here. And <laughs> I can't live like this. Okay. Can we fire him immediately? Well, let's look into it. They took, you know, lawyers. They don't work the weekend. They took four days. They got back to him and said, yeah, it's, yeah you're good to go. And that's why they fired him with cause, which I think, and I don't know, um, I think that it means that they completely separated his contract. Right, they don't have to pay they, him. They're not going to pay him. Yeah. Um, both contracts are nullified because they have cause to fire him. Mm -hmm. um, and he doesn't, maybe he signs an NDA or something like that, but he doesn't have to. Um, I think it's a complete and a quick separation. He can go and do whatever he wants. That's my that's my understanding. The, the, the focusing on the cause part, I assumed, had to be because we're not paying him. We're done. And if he is yeah. going to come after us, he has to come after us for, like, wrongful termination. And but that's why like the that. with cause thing is, like, really, like, is the point that they keep hitting because of the fact that um, we have reason – causation to let him go we have a video yeah. <laughs> we have a video which of course nobody's seen i mean right. i don't know about you but i but out of all the things that that supposedly leak well you know this video of cm punk doing a thing uh i haven't seen it i want to see the fear for my life video That's yeah i, I want to see the dark room where they're in gorilla behind the stage and you all you see is a pair of flashlights go off and it's the eyes of tony khan seeing his uh, young life flash before him <laughs> You know, oh my god! I, I, I yeah, I want to see that moment. But either way, uh, I do think that it's a complete separation. He's not getting paid anymore. They don't owe him any money. Uh, they're not going to backfill the rest of pay the rest of his contract. They're not going to NDA him so that he can sit at home and wait out his contract and stuff like that. His ass is done. They cut off his key card. He does not get his parking space. Uh, get out. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's wrap that up. Let's go to our commercial halftime. We'll come back after that with the indie spotlight, and then we'll move on into some other stuff because enough about Phil Brooks, CM Punk. Hopefully, we will uh, have a bit of a break from him on the show going forward. But thanks for being with us here tonight, folks. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back right after this. Big Gold Belt Media is your golden standard for all of your media needs. Visit BigGoldBelt.com for pro wrestling info, movies, comics, and even more digital content. On all of your social medias, follow us at Big Gold Belt all across the board. Listen to this show and more on your SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for being with us here tonight on your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. When we come back from halftime, we always like to check out what's going on with the indies. So here's Giant Crab Jamal with the Big Gold Belt Podcast Indie Wrestling Spotlight. Yep, and this time we're going back up to New York. It's uh, House of Glory. Like those guys, they are having a show next Friday, September 15th. First time ever. Uh, El Hijo de Vikingo, the Viking son, versus Low Key. First time oh. ever. Triple uh, A Mega Champion Iho uh, Dave Kingo. That's going to be a hell of a match, and that's probably going to uh, you know, close a House of Glory Fall Out. 
as you know, not to be confused with Brawl Out or All Out, it's Fall Out. So uh, House of Glory Fallout is happening next Friday. That's the 15th of September uh, up there in New York, the NYC Arena in Jamaica, New York. You can get tickets um, if there are any left. You can you can get them uh, from TicketTaylor.com slash event slash House of Glory. Uh, just check their uh, uh, Twitter, uh, HOG Wrestling, uh, and all their other social media, HOG Wrestling, for House of Glory tickets and info. That's uh, Fallout next Friday, the 15th of September, up there in Jamaica, Queens, uh, Iho de Vikingo versus Loki, first time ever. Uh, you got, you know, Matt Cardona versus Homicide. That's going to be interesting. Cardona's the House of Glory champion. Um, that's going to be pretty spicy. Sonny Kiss making his first AEW uh, appearance, uh, post AEW appearance, because, you know, Sonny Kiss, out of all of the CM Punk uh, shenanigans, uh, was not re signed with AEW. And uh, he's going to go off Green Pastures, I hope. So, Fallout next Friday, Friday the 17th, uh, September 15th, uh, at the NYC Arena in Jamaica, New York. There's one other thing that's happening this weekend. It's all long sold out. Um, but first wrestling up there in Minneapolis, they're having their second Mall of America show. Um, mm-hmm. it's gonna be in the food court down by, um, uh, what's it, Barnes and Noble? Uh, not in the food court, but in the, in the big atrium down by Barnes and Noble. The food court's on the fourth floor. But uh, really cool to see Saturday Night Nitro happen for first wrestling. Uh, that's coming up tomorrow. Not tomorrow. I'm sorry. This is coming Saturday um, out there in Bloomington, Minnesota, at the big old Mall of America. Uh, you know, go to their website, you know, First Wrestling, F1, RST Wrestling. Um, check them out on everything and uh, see if you can get, uh, at least if you can't get in the building, see if you can get streaming for it. But that's happening this weekend, too, on the Unity Spotlight for this week. Awesome, awesome. Lots of good stuff happening as we're heading into the fall. Some cooler temperatures coming. But wrestling oh, action. It'll always be, you know, going on. So there'll be some interesting shows this fall all over the place. We've got stuff coming back in the D.C. area soon that we'll be covering in the weeks to come. So good stuff happening in wrestling all over the place. We had, you know, just with all this drama going on, (laughs) we spent the whole first half of the show on. We forget that there were two shows last weekend. There were two good shows. There there was, you know, the the WWE had payback on a – Saturday night, and then the next day was uh, all out in uh, Chicago. We had our, our double shows going on over Labor Day weekend, and you know we've been so busy talking about the backstage drama that we haven't talked any about the actual shows. So I did not see all out. I was out with the family that day doing uh, stuff, so I did not see the second AEW show, and that was partly also because hell, the, the show at Wembley was the week before, and mm-hmm. that was of the two shows. I felt there was no comparison as far as like which show felt like a bigger deal. So Wembley, I made a point of checking out all out. I very much felt like uh, I can skip this one. Um, I did see most of payback payback was also, you know, Labor Day weekend. Like we were saying last week is a busy weekend. Mm-hmm. So I managed to check out some of payback. Uh, I thought the women's cage match to open the show between Becky and Trish. Fantastic. What was, was, I always expected it to be good it may have even outperformed what I was expecting going into it. Those those ladies the really put some effort in with some big time stuff and got banged up out there, and they were not shying away from that offense around the ring. They were not worried about oh we we get a little scrap, scraped up, we get a little marked up. That's okay. So they they went all out. So props to Becky and Trish. And then I would say the other standout match for me was uh the tag titles mm-hmm. with uh Kevin Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Judgment Day. Judgment Day picking up the tag titles to add to their collection. I thought that match was 
really hot, a lot of fun, a lot of action. Kevin Owens going. Uh, he, I think he got into the point that he he did that he did that uh, swanton out of the stands like Jeff yeah. Hardy used to, and he uh, kind of messed himself up a little bit. He got a little too excited. He was having a good time out there. So those are the two standout matches for me. Sellis, any other stuff that stood out for you on uh, Payback last weekend? So I will say this: my prediction is or was coming true uh, at Payback with the Judgment Day getting all those titles. I really thought was this close. I thought Damian Priest was going to cash in at right. the end of that Shinsuke. Uh, uh, Seth Rollins match, but it didn't happen. But you know, they're slowly turning, giving the Judgment Day all those titles. And when you saw them on Raw the following Monday, you just saw everybody had a belt of some sort in that staple. So that was awesome to see. Um, but the thing that stood out for me, and we kind of talked about it earlier, I, I didn't see All Out, but I saw highlights of it. And I just want to take time to give. And once again, Crab kind of set it up earlier. Orange Cassidy is a star. Like, this guy is a main event performer. And when you I wish he was. About, when you think about building a gimmick to a full-blown character mm-hmm. that who got, regardless who he's facing in the ring, it sells. Because what you thought about the little slow punches or the fake punches, you thought that was hilarious and everything. But he really turned that up to say, no, I'm a really a wrestler, and I'm going to be a good wrestler. And when you saw the match, at least from the highlight perspective, that he put on with John Moxley, I thought that was the greatest match of the weekend, in my opinion. Um, and even though it's, it wasn't your traditional match, it was, you know, something that was very graphic and things of that nature. If you want color and stuff like that, so you're wrestling. But he carried his own in that match. It wasn't like John Moxley was trying to coach him to do the right thing. No, it was like tick for tat. Like, you can do this, Orange Cassidy. And in my opinion, I can see him being a world champion. But here's the thing. Will... AEW, like we talked about earlier, built their self or naturally grown talent to carry your company in that way. And I don't think they will. And I think it's hurting some of their young stars, not giving them an opportunity to do that, because I really thought that was a match of the weekend. The fact that Orange Cassidy does not have a lifetime membership with Tropicana or Minute Maid. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> yes. Orange I mean, Cassidy Field. Come on. I mean, come on. Like it, it should be Orange Cassidy at the Citrus Bowl every there you year. Go. There you go. Bowl I mean, I'm, what, like, what are we actually doing here? But, um, but yeah, no. I mean, that's that that is the thing. I'm mean, not going to rehash it you know, earlier. I, I think that um, over the weekend, I didn't see uh, payback because it was a Saturday night and there was too much on. Um, I did see a little bit of All Out. Um, that was fine. I mean, the, you know, it, it was it was fine. It, it was a good show. And that's the kind of the problem with AEW. It's not that they need a lot because they have so few pay-per-views in that uh, they have three and four week months of uh, downtime between shows. And then they just throw together a pay-per-view at the last minute. It turns out to be pretty damn good. Um, I I can't do that because I need to know in advance what I'm getting myself into. I need to know what I'm planning for. You know, I can't just decide on the whim that I'm just going to drop 50 bucks on pay-per-view. But it was it, it it was fine. It didn't really feel, um, you know, uh, super huge and amazing. But it was kind of like. Now I have a different question. After all out and all in, and we know that all in is going to happen in London again around a year from the day. Mm-hmm. If they decide to do all out again, do they do that differently? And make them, you know, maybe they make them two shows. Maybe they make that week flow together instead of just having two disjointed pay-per-views. Um, you know, maybe the people that went 
before don't go this time and you just save them and they reverse the rosters so that people in the crowd can see a different roster this time. But now it's more to the point of like um, the big thing about AEW is what's their WrestleMania? Hmm. You know, what's the, what's their WrestleMania? What's their biggest show of the year? Because you could argue that it's double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Their first show. You could argue that it's all out. But then all in is their physically largest show ever by yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah. So when you want to point the direction into what where where to start with the company, yeah, it's what's their like, Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, what's their Super Bowl? What what's the end goal for them? And we there's no real way to kind of say it's this, and that's hard to justify when you want them to pay fifty bucks a pop. And I say that because um, today is September the seventh, as we record this right now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that means that in three weeks we have Wrestle Dream. Yeah. Well, don't bet. Before that, though, Grand Slam, and then Grand Slam before <laughs> which that, which is just then, as big of a deal, and it's not even a pay per view, mm. right? And and but to be fair, that is a dynamite, and that is a rampage. But but Wrestle Dream is the next pay per view, right? And so it's kind of like, you know, where are they going with with this? There doesn't seem to be any flow or consistency to their season, or which is a year, but there doesn't seem to be any flow or, or consistency to their year. So it's really kind of hard to just jump into the product. If you don't watch WWE all year, you know what you're getting between January and late March, WrestleMania season. Be damned, you don't have to watch anything else, but you know what you're going to get. And maybe you're checking for SummerSlam. But with the Royal Rumble thing, we know what that is. And when WrestleMania happens, we know what that is. So that's a good three months that you, that you really got to care about it. The Saudi shows, the Money of the Bank, eh, it's whatever, it's fine. AEW is kind of kind of all over the place where I don't really know where the focal point is. Um, what's the big thing that everybody's working towards? And everybody wants to be at WrestleMania. Well, you got to go through the Royal Rumble to get there first. You may have to go to the Survivor Series to get there first. Uh, they get there, you know, and, and with AEW, it's kind of disjointed like that. So now the question is, we've had the two shows. Wrestle Dream is in three weeks. Uh, Grand Slam is in two weeks. It just seems to be a lot of things being thrown at you that are supposed to be idiously important. This yeah. is the biggest thing we've ever done. Well, is it? Everything That's, can't be the most important thing. There mm-hmm. has to be ups and there has to be downs. Right. You know? There and, has to be a there has to be some kind of letdown. Um, you know, for the thing. Okay, well, we we've come off of WrestleMania. SummerSlam isn't in two weeks. You know, it's in August. Yes. So <laughs> we have we have a little a, a lull and then we'll ride it into Money in the Bank and then we'll ride it into SummerSlam and then we'll it has to ebb and flow. It can't just be well, what's the pay-per-view going to be? I don't know. Or we'll tell you next week. Well, when is it? The day after. Like, yeah. There, we've As we've talked about this before, I think it's a lot easier to get away with that stuff if you're in a position like WWE where all you're doing to sell your shows is, hey, we're on a subscription service. Mm-hmm. You're throwing down money for Peacock. We're mm-hmm. not even the whole the one sole reason you got to be on here. You can be on here and watch your Law and Order reruns if you want to be on there for that. You can be on there for for football and whatever nowadays. You know, with the, the game going on tonight, it's on Peacock as we record this with Chiefs in Detroit. So it's not like they're selling that whole service just on WWE. But in AEW's case, you're asking people for fifty bucks for a single show every time it comes around. And when you're in that position, I think you got to make a lot more effort in this day and age 
to get that going and just be like, oh, you know, we're, we'll figure out the show on, uh, you know, we got Dynamite the Wednesday before, we got, we got Collision uh, the night before the show. Between those two shows, we'll, we'll get the card out to you. And it's like, nah, for 50 bucks, that ain't going to cut it. Not, not for most people. Yeah, so I, I hope. And, we, and I guess the kind of the theme of the show has been a, really like a, a restructuring for AEW, kind of figure out what the direction is going to be, you know, after that. And after after the reign of terror that CM Punk has bestowed upon the company, now it's kind of like getting their ducks in a row and mm-hmm. figuring out, you know, what the path looks like going forward. And it's really, you know, on, on the one hand, they do have a lot of things going for them. So it's hard to remember everything. I, don't, I couldn't tell you what, what the pay-per-view was for Revolution back in uh, February. I have no idea what that looked like. Feels like an eternity ago. 75 years ago. But, and then you roll into the summer, and we have basically a very busy June with the video game coming out, mm-hmm. um, all out being announced, and and the shows, you know, and everything like that. And now we're here, and then Wrestle Dreams comes out of nowhere for October, and Full Gear got announced for Los Angeles in November. So it's it's just hard to take a moment to kind of you know, reset and reflect on what we are actually watching. It's just well. That sucked. It's okay. We got another big thing coming, and I don't. I don't know how long they can be able to sustain that. What did you all think about the the post all out reactions from the Anthony Bowens and uh, what's the the other dude, John Silver, the members of their roster that took to the internet to be like, you all said this show wasn't going to be good, and AEW delivered, and like th- there was a whole lot of. Rah rah! We showed you after that show from from the from the two of them, and I think some other people might have. But those are the two that I remember off the top of my head. And to me, it just it felt like a very odd tack to take. Whenever you're like you're scolding your customers, that feels weird to me. And that's how it came across to a lot of people. They were like, "We showed you. You all said the show wasn't going to be good, and AEW did it again." Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of to my point where it's just like they throw anything together and then uh, somehow it just works. Mm-hmm. But it does feel really weird to scold the customer, where where it's just like, fuck y'all. Don't, don't but yeah. don't insult the talent of your intelligence of your fan base. They they know wrestling, but it's just the fact that, like you said, if you really want to build something, build it the right way. Just don't think, oh, we're just gonna put anything together and it's gonna work. And to be fair, though, it is the internet, and there are some absolute mollusks on the internet Very that true. are just saying anything to get any kind of reaction, uh, you know, any type of engagement or their paltry little, you know, tout feeds. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe that's more pointed to them, but it does kind of feel, it, it kind of feels like kind of like a um, a not so gracious winner. Like, no, we put on a good good show, and I want to dedicate this tweet to. Everybody that worked hard to bust their ass to put on a good show. If you don't like us, then God damn it, you know, don't watch it. Yeah. Instead, it was, how dare you? You yeah. sons of bitches. You, you, we told y'all it was going to be good, and y'all yeah. sucked. I'm like, okay, well, I guess we sucked then. You know? Now, here's another question coming out of all this. Collision was the CM Punk show. The show built around CM Punk mm-hmm. was going to be him, the main guy of it. The elite and those guys weren't going to be on it because, you know, CM Punk could keep people away that he doesn't like. And we we're going to have that separation of, you know, the roster unofficially between Dynamite and Collision. Here's the big question now. Now that he's gone, he's out of there. College football's here. 
Fall is here. All yep. kinds of stuff. UFC, WWE pay-per-views. Big video it, game releases. Yep. Big video game releases coming the, over the next month, October. Just, you know, tons of stuff going on. But I think the big one is college football. College football mm-hmm. is just white hot starting last weekend. What 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 do you do with collision? This, this would be the CM Punk. This would be the perfect opportunity to do two. Well, one thing, but doing it multiple ways. We talked about early. We got MJF, once again, a purebred of AEW. We talked about Orange Cassidy, purebred of AEW. Build your pure purebreds as best as you can. Now, the competition is going to be stacked on a Saturday night. When you're thinking about your back, not just college football season, you got college kids want to go out now. Now they're back in school. It's not a lot of people that's going to be inside watching TV on Saturday night during this time or during the fall. But you got to build something that's your own and make it different. Hell, you might want to bring some of these ROH people up to see, hey, this is why we're building ROH. Let's connect it somehow to Collision to see what we can bring up. But you got to naturally build who you are as AEW. Get back to what you need to do and build your product. Uh, Yeah, and and to that point, I'll add that uh, we need a reason to watch Collision. We need a reason to watch Rampage. Um, Those shows kind of need an identity um, other than just, oh, it's just more of Dynamite. And and that's also a thing, too. You do have these stars. And you keep, and you hear, like, uh, I think was uh, one of the Jacksons, uh, you know, sent out a thing on Instagram uh, thanking people for making AEW what it is. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he said, and I forget who he was talking about, he says, like, well, this guy never fails. Every time we call him, he's right there. And and I forget who it was. And it wasn't Orange Cassidy, but I forget who it was. Well, if you only ask one guy to work and he says yes every time, does that make him an MVP? Or does that mean that you don't have anybody you guys you can count on? Yeah. Have you given I mean, anyone else the chance? Right. right. I mean, like – you know, that's kind of a thing. How do how will we know how you know complete the roster is if we only see them in this capacity to not grow on on the shows? Yeah. Um Soraya and Emmy Sakura have been trading barbs at each other, which is probably going to lead to some type of uh feud and then you know title match or whatever. And that's fine. I mean, I, cool. It's been a long time coming for Emmy. Why haven't we seen these things before? since they have five hours of content to fill on TV. You know, why do we only have two or three women's matches throughout the week? You know, like, these are some of the fixes that we've been asking for for the past three-ish years. You know, and I've given you the first year because the honeymoon phase. But now that we know what it is, we need more women. We need different stories. We need a reason to watch. Maybe I don't want to see the Young Bucks in the uh, in the Elite. Maybe I don't care about the New Japan connections. Maybe I do, and and you know and that's why I think like a soft roster split was actually for the best. Smart. If I want to see Miro and Hobbs continue their feud, continue on Collision. Give yeah, me a reason you, to watch. You, you need some hook to make Collision different. That's yep. for sure. That was the right idea there. Our boy Adrian coming in with just make Collision an ROH show, sneak the roster in and blend them with the AEW roster who need more reps. I think the ROH should at least be a a, a, a good chunk of mm-hmm. that show. They can at least have a presence on that show. Because how how we have MJF and Adam Cole with the ROH tag titles. So you got Samoa Joe with the TV title. So, I mean, they're definitely having ROH involved in the main roster stuff now. But yeah, you got to do something with that show to make it different, to make it stand out, to make it a destination. 
especially on a Saturday night, because why are people going to go out of their way for this show on a Saturday night when they have so many other options that are available at their fingertips? you got to make it something unique. Otherwise, just making it more wrestling ain't going to be enough, in my opinion. Or you you have to sell Warner Brothers on the fact that Collision isn't going to do well live but it will do well in the DVR demographic. There you go. You can watch it Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we'll put it on on Saturday night because it's literally the only time that we have two hours for you on TV because the NHL and NBA will be started in October. <sighs> so you're SOL as far as time goes. Yeah. Unless you want a collision to air live at 2 p.m. Uh, either way, don't worry about that. You know, the ratings going to be whatever the ratings are going to be. But then DVR numbers, when they come in, should be better. Nope. But that's also part of the whole thing, though. Uh, we're talking about how to make Collision better and you know make it special, give us a reason to watch. But that's we also need stars to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, watching the show because more wrestling's on TV. Well, there's wrestling on every single night of the week. Yeah. So, Literally. Yeah. So if you want to find wrestling, you will find it, especially on the weekends because that's when they, most of the indies run. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It's not. It's the quality over quantity. And I think that that's kind of the, the thing with uh, AEW. It's not, I don't want just more people wrestling. But unfortunately, they seem to only be pushing the same five or 10, maybe 15 people out of their roster of 80. Yep. So I don't want more, the, well, more young bucks. I want more someone else, you know, or yeah. whatever the case may be. Just give me, I need an alternative to Dynamite. And that's what it is. Maybe I don't like SmackDown. And that's what Collision was supposed to be. Yep. That was supposed. To, Collision was supposed to be something different than Dynamite. Well, they we don't fired need their Dynamite. We we don't need we don't need being the elite part two. Yeah. Right you know right. that. I'm, I'm sure some folks out there might want that, but I don't think that's that's the right picture for the the masses. No. You know. There, there's a, I don't know. And that, and that's the first thing they went to. What was the first thing they did this week? Up, oh, put the bucks on Collision. Yep, first we got the books that we brought, brought, we brought by found, Brian. Yep. Yeah. Well, the Brian Danielson show, that'll get my attention if he's exclusively on a Saturday. It's just at least well, that. I mean, even still, maybe it's that. Maybe you put Brian in the CM Punk position and you're just like, yo, what do you want the show to be? Well, I want it to be 2002 Ring of Honor. All right, bet. Yeah. <laughs> and get behind because, it. Because that's not dynamite. Yeah. You yeah. know, so. Let him and Samoa Joe run the damn thing. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but, our yeah, last yeah. couple minutes. Let, let let's switch gears here for our last couple minutes because we want to at least touch on this. Uh main event Jay Uso happened at uh the payback show. Cody out of nowhere coming out and plucking him from SmackDown to find him a home on Raw. Uh we haven't had a lot of fallout from this yet, other than he's on Raw now, which is interesting me to me in just the respect that it creates a lot of new matchups and Jimmy is still on SmackDown. They've split them apart. They're each going to be doing their own singles thing. So the question I think is what, what do we think this means for the whole bloodline saga now? Cause they got the two of them apart. Roman ain't around. Are we kind of like, you think the deal is just try each of them as singles, but purposely apart from each other so they can have their own identity or is something else going on here? What do you think, Salas? I, I think that's what's going to happen, but I think it's going to end up back to the bloodline story again by WrestleMania because now you're going to have Cody get the rub from Jay to get him back to another title opportunity against Roman at WrestleMania. I think that's how you book the storyline where you keep them separate, have their individual ways, but okay, 
I rubbed your back, Jay, to get you away from the bloodline, get you on Raw, maybe a world title shot on, on Raw. Now, can you rub my back? Get me to Roman. Get me the prize I need. So that way you can see that going. But then it will lead to Jay or Cody, one of them turning heel, where then they have a feud of the summer if Cody takes the belt off of Roman, then Roman goes to the side. Jimmy will still do his thing on SmackDown, but then you have Cody versus Main Event Jay Uso as your summer storyline going to put a uh, title. I hadn't even thought of Jay being tickets Cody to Roman. That's yep. interesting. All right, Crab, any thoughts on this? Um, I, I think the short answer is this is the pause that we thought we were going to get. Um, you know, good on Judgment Day. They should be able to take the uh, reins for a little bit. Yep. Uh, no pun intended. And um, hopefully they could, we can ride Judgment Day until Royal Rumble, and then we can kick off for WrestleMania season and get back with the bloodline. Yeah. It makes sense to keep everything apart. It's just a pause. We'll pick it up. You know, they just put a pin in it. We'll pick it up mm-hmm. uh, probably after the Royal Rumble. Roll right into WrestleMania. Yep. That, may, that does make perfect sense. You do this for the fall, and then Royal Rumble, when everyone's suddenly together again in the ring, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a whole lot of history here. Yeah. And now's yeah. the time to floor the gas on it to get everything headed towards uh, Philadelphia next spring. Yeah. All right. All right. Interesting. We I, we shall see. I, I think my first thing I'm curious about is to see what where Jay Uso is inserted on Raw first. Because he's there, but we didn't really get into – they're just playing the whole card right now of nobody trusts him except Cody. Everyone's mm-hmm. very well, and Sammy, I guess. Everyone's very skeptical of him, as they should be. So, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens this Monday on a Raw where they take this whole thing. We are at our hour, yep. so it has been a, a show as we kind of knew going in. This would be an interesting week for us. So, we have done it. Your big gold belt wrestling podcast here every Thursday night, 8 p.m., streaming live on YouTube, Twitch, all the social media platforms. Of course, you can find us at Big Gold Belt on your social media, whether it's X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it these days, Instagram, all that stuff, Big Gold Belt on all your social media platforms. And, of course, BigGoldBelt.com for wrestling, movies, comics, and more. All your entertainment needs can be found on BigGoldBelt.com. We are glad you were here with us this Thursday night, folks. Always a good one. Adrian, checking in again. Have a good one, fellas. Adrian, we are glad you're here. Marco! Chiming in with your thoughts this week. Always good to see you here on the feed with us Thursday nights, folks. Y'all can chime in, too, and let us know what you're thinking about what we're talking about. So until next week, folks, thanks for being with us. We will be back and talk to you then about the latest happenings in wrestling on your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Talk to you later. Big Gold Belt.